this up. This comes right from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. 78. Put your microphone on. We are live. And so we're ready to go here at the show. Did you just hiccup on air right in the middle of my speech? <laughs> okay, welcome to Soldiers for Christ Global Community Church. Where Abigail has the hiccups, and Ryan's going to pray us in. Is it over, or you, you got another? You don't know. <laughs> I got to scare you or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. You going to pray us in? Yes, sir. All right. Praise God. With Welcome back, everybody. People were excited about the Bible study being back, Pastor Man. So I'm yeah. very thankful. They were like, Sunday, I think people miss us. Praise God. Go ahead, Ryan. Probably keep in, interfering with you. Um, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Where are we? Soldiers for Christ. Soldiers for Christ. The Lord directed us today in our salt call to the psalm for today. It's the psalm for today. It's the psalm for this week. It's a warning to the world. Wow. And it's a current, it's a, it's a psalm about the current situation that we find ourselves in. This is from the Holy Spirit. Psalm 83. Amen. Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace. And do not be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make a tumult. And those who hate you have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. For they have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gabal, Ammon and Amalek, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre, Assyria also has joined with them. They have also helped the children of Lot, Selah. Deal with them as with Midian, as with Sisera, as with Jabin at the brook Kishon, who perished at Endor, who became as a refuse on the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb and like Zeb. Yes, all their princes alike. Zeba and Zalmunna, who has said, let us take for ourselves the pasture of God for a possession. Oh, my God, make them like the whirling dust, like the chaff before the wind, as the fire burns the woods and as the flame sets the mountains on fire. So pursue them with your tempest and frighten them with your storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek your name, O Lord. 
Let them be confounded and dismayed forever. Let them be put to shame and perish, that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, you are the Lord most high over all the earth. Let's pray. Father, tonight we come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you would anoint this word. May it be like the storms that brought forth rain on a dry and parched land. May the words of tonight from Pastor Sandy land on every seed that's been planted in every heart and every mind about your soon return, about the need to repent, about the gospel that leads to salvation, and about the only door that leads to eternal life, and that is you, Lord Jesus. Anoint his lips, sanctify him with your Holy Spirit. May we be obedient, may we listen, may we hear, may we understand, and may we do all that is told to us tonight. Holy Spirit, we need your understanding in this place. Fill our hearts and our minds with the truth of your word. We thank you for what's about to occur. We thank you for the storm that you brought. We pray, Lord, that we, we met it with faith and not fear. And may we go now listening and being obedient to what you're about to do and say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We made it through the horrible storm. Now I'm trying to figure out, <clears throat> was it so not horrible because people were praying? Uh, because uh, I want you to know whatever you saw on TV was not happening in California. They, um, <laughs> they made it look like on TV, like we all needed boats to go to the corner store and and get some eggs and so we can survive through the through the flood. I mean, they really made it. And then they then they said, oh, and then Nelson's and, and California is also having an earthquake at the same time. And then the boys came in. They said, did you guys feel an earthquake? We went, no. He was like, you, got, you didn't feel an earthquake? No, we didn't feel it. Oh, maybe it's because we were in the other room. But it wasn't, that's how big the earthquake was, okay? But on TV, oh, yeah. things are shaking. We don't know how many have survived. I was like, they were just making, and then the governor came on and said, yeah, this climate control is getting out of hand. We have to do something about climate control. And I was like, oh my goodness, the drama of it all. It's just, it's just so sad that we have to deal with it. I'll just be glad when Jesus comes so we can, go, so we can stop all the lying, you know? So I'm um, sitting around the other day um, after the storm, and I'm trying to figure out the Revelation 8 and 9, um, well, 9 and 10 in the, in the Bible, because I'm like, Lord, I, I just can't figure it out. I, I need to know what, how to puzzle this together. And um, so... I was, in, I was doing that, and then the Lord said, but that's not what I want you to speak on for Wednesday night. He said, because I want to give my people a warning. 
because they have believed a lie and it's the lie is so good you know you can lie to somebody so about something they like and they will they will love the lie like i i remember uh um was that oprah no that was the oh i forget well anyway they were telling this gay guy that that he was uh that that he was nothing was wrong with him and that it was a gift from god it was a pope the pope was telling him he was a being gay was a gift from god and he was just smiling and i was like here somebody is lying to you and they're killing they're gonna that is going to end up in your death but it sounds so good to you because that's your sin you know and so um i just realized that you know you can lie to people and if that lie helps their lifestyle, it's a good lie for them. It's just something that motivates them to continue doing what they're doing. Um, but the Lord was telling me that, that the scriptures are, are for everyone and for everyone supposed to be reading and knowing uh, the Bible because this doctrine that we've come into is uh, we're responsible for it and it is not a difficult book to understand if you read it because if you read it you'll find out things that you can do things that you can't do things that bother god things that upset god you'll know god's personality by reading the bible okay the lord said this is more of a warning because a lot of my people think that they can agree with this and it doesn't bother me. But in the book of Revelation, I've already told you that I hate this doctrine and that the doctrine is not from me, okay? So this is something that God, God wants me to make very clear to you. And I want you guys to kind of participate in this as well, okay? Um, I don't know who sent me this this what do you call it pastor ben i don't know i stand for my bible well anyway it makes it easier for me to read so anyway um i don't but it didn't have a name on it who sent it to me so here was our our bible study tonight um and god said i want you to title it uh the warning before i come and it's not a warning like to the world it's a warning to people who say i'm a christian um, but I believe in the doctrine I want to believe in, okay? And I want you guys to know that the Lord knows that there are a lot of people that are left. Um, the ten virgin means half of the people that are there waiting and saying, I'm one of the good ones, is not ready. You understand? And the Lord wants you to know that you're not ready because you have accepted lies, you live in those lies, you love those lies, and some people have profited off those lies. You understand? And, but God wants you to know that it's not going to, the glory always separates everything. You understand? So you can't keep lying, because when the glory hour comes, all lying is over. All uh, self-proclaimed doctrines are over. You understand? You have to know that what you're teaching other people and what you're believing in 
rather it's from God or rather it's not from God, okay? Um, I think I felt bad for the guy when, when uh, they kicked me out of the prison because I was leading people to Christ. And some of the young men were accepting Jesus Christ where I was leading them in prayer. And then they started asking the head chaplain, could they get baptized? And he was telling them, um, you have to wait till you get out of here to get baptized. And they said, we have a pool, we can fill it up. They were trying to give me these reasons. And he was like, you can't get baptized here. You have to wait till you get out and find a church and all this. And they said, why do you guys want to get baptized? He says, because we uh, said the sinner's prayer and we accepted Christ at the Bible study in, in, the, in the juvenile prison. And he said, you can, nobody can lead you to Christ. Either God chose you or, or you're not chosen. So if, if he led you to a prayer to say, that means you're not saved because God didn't lead you to that. And so that you're really not saved. So now I know I'm not going to baptize you. So the chaplain calls me in and says, uh, how are you, you, you can't lead people to God. Either, either God has chosen them or he hasn't chosen them. He says, and if he chose them, it's before the beginning of this time. And then I say, what kind of religion are you? And he says, he says, I'm a Calvinist. And I said, is that a church? Because I didn't know what Calvinism was. Is that a church or a belief? What is that? And he says, he says, um, nobody has free choice. God chooses who he wants to be saved. So I said, if everybody uh, who hasn't accepted Christ, um, if they don't have a chance to hear the gospel and, and make a decision to accept, he says they can't make a decision. God has to lead them to make the decision. And so the whole big argument between me and him was stop leading the kids in prayer to accept Christ. Now, they were accepting Christ and reading their Bibles and everything, but I, I had this cavity. So he went to the guy above that, and they said, we, we, we can't have him at this prison. So I was released from that prison, and then when I had three, and I only had two prisons to go to, but, they, but they didn't, he didn't want me there anymore because he said, you're leading kids to Christ. So I, I learned something about a new religion. And, uh, and I think right now that... that uh, um, John MacArthur's church is based on Calvinism. The whole school is based on Calvinism. You know, and uh, when Sensational told me about it, I realized, okay, it is a mess. Um, someone sent Pastor Ben a, a message the other day, said, you're, you're saying that John, that John MacArthur is a Calvinist, and uh, I have a video of him speaking out against, I mean, a, a, uh, a Freemason. I have a video of him speaking out against being about speaking out against Freemasons. So he said, so you're, you're, you're accusing a brother. So I just pulled up a whole bunch of stuff of his history, what lodge he belongs to. <laughs> yeah, the lodge he belongs to, the lodge his daddy belonged to. So he says, three generations of Freemasons, uh, uh, the MacArthur's, okay? John MacArthur. So it's not like I'm making stuff up. He has a history of this, and you know, so I'm saying there are false churches, there's false things that are going on. You are not allowed to say, because they've lied long enough, I'm going to believe it, right. okay? Amen. You, you're not allowed to do that. Okay, so I'm going to read this, this uh, top scripture here, and, and this scripture is from Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, and it says, all scripture 
is given by the inspiration of God. Okay? That means God breathed it. It's from God. It doesn't mean, oh, it just was inspired. It means it belongs to God. He spoke it. It's, it's his word. You understand? So, and the word in the Greek means God breathed. So all the scriptures that are in the Bible are God breathed. And it's, and it's profitable. For what? For doctrine. What is doctrine? To tell you what's right. Okay? And it's for reproof. What is reproof? To explain to you what's wrong. Okay? And it's for correction. To tell you how to get it right. And it's for, and it's for the instructions in righteousness to tell you how to stay right. You understand? So the scriptures are the inspired by God to make sure that you understand that he has a doctrine. There are things that are allowed and there are things that are not allowed, okay? And you have to know God's doctrine so that you can stay within his doctrine because the Bible says be careful of your doctrine because many people are led astray because they pick up a, a new doctrine, okay? And so most doctrines in Christianity still preach Jesus. It's just the doctrine's not right. Someone said to uh, 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 some people that were uh, attending, uh, that, that go to church here, um, uh, she said, well, I got saved uh, two months ago, and, um, and she said, I, uh, uh, but I haven't spoken in tongues yet. And she said, the church told her, well, then you're not saved. Because until you speak in tongues, you're not saved. So she's like trying to find out a way. How can I speak in tongues? Where can I go to do this? Because I'm not saved. And so if you preach that lie long enough, you'll have enough people thinking that if they don't speak in tongues, they're not saved. When there's nothing in scripture that tells you that you have to speak in tongues. It says you got to, to believe, confess, okay? And you got to walk this thing out too, you understand? So the thing is, if, if you lie about doctrine long enough, people will believe the lie and accept it as another form of Christianity, okay? Now, um, so doctrine is for correcting what's wrong, okay? Reproof is what? Is, is correcting what's wrong. Correction is, look, I'm going to correct you on what's wrong. I'm going to teach you how to stay right and how to be righteous. Now, someone told me this a long time ago when I was a kid, uh, just accepting Christ. It said, uh, the book of, you should read, read the book of Proverbs. You can read one chapter a day for the whole month because it's 31 chapters. So I started doing that. Proverbs made me smart. It told me what to look out for, how to, how to be a smart Christian, okay? So, um, in, in, in the book of uh, Proverbs, it talks about what happens to scorners, people who make fun of the word of God and, and, and think they're right all the time, right? And it makes fun of people that, that, that Proverbs actually calls them fools, okay? And it, it, it tells you what's going to happen to them. Okay, and then it, there's another thing he, he makes fun. Uh, uh, God says there's another type of people and they're called simple. 
Simple people believe anything. Whatever they see, they just believe it and they go. Okay? You get they get a warning, but they get a lie, and it's just they're easily swept away by anything. Okay? Now, it says here, uh, if you reject wisdom, it says uh, in, in, in the Proverbs 124, it says uh, 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 scorners reject wisdom and it leads to their destruction. They listen to folly and they receive destruction. Fools reject wisdom uh, and was led to death. They listen to folly and they receive death. Those are the, the scriptures if you want to read them later. And it says the simple reject wisdom and they went to hell. And it says, and they listened to folly and they ended up in hell. So it tells you there's three destinations for the scorner, the fool, and the simple. That means you don't want to be either one of those, okay? Because you want to know your doctrine, you want to know the word of God so that you can preserve your life because bad doctrine takes away your life. You understand? Okay. I looked up folly. Folly is doctrine that leads, that leads away from God's truth. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Let's go to Proverbs. And I believe that's, what is Proverbs? Is it not? Is it, is it poppy? I'm going to put it down. How is that? Okay. Here, let me, let's, let me turn the page to the next page, okay? Um, let, let's go back to Proverbs. Let's look at the rest of this. Okay. The Bible says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Most people who come to God do not fear God or reverence or respect him. So you can have someone, they feel bad about their life, they come to God, but they don't yet have a respect for God or a fear for God. You understand? God wants you to both respect him and God wants you to be wise and fear him. Yes. Some people say, no, that word fear means just respect and reverence. No, it means be afraid of terror, okay? So God is telling you, I can terrorize you. So you need to be fearful of me, and you need to get to know me enough and how much I love you and how much I've sacrificed to give you grace that you respect me as well. No man that cheats on his wife can say that he respects his wife. Amen. Because by your actions, you're showing you have no respect. Now, no man that says, I respect or reverence God can continue in sin. Because they don't respect him, they don't reverence him, and because they haven't seen what he can do as far as terror is concerned, they don't fear him. But we all need to know and understand we need to fear God. There is a hell. You need to fear God when, you're, when, when someone tries to give you a new doctrine. You need to fear God. 
You can't just drift off into everything that people give you. You understand? Okay, because I looked at the word fear, and it says fear, terror, uh, awesome, terrifying things, fear of God, respect, reverence, piety, reverence, all of these things God is telling you to fear. Now listen what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. It says, fear not them which can kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You think that's God saying, just reverence me? He's trying to tell you, hell is terror. What did the rich man say? I am tormented in these flames. You understand? So when you're walking out your salvation, you can't, you can't listen to everything. You can't click on everything. You can't, because hearing is the first problem to sinning. You can't listen to everything. And so people send me all kinds of stuff that I have to go with, go to them and explain to them, this is why it's not right. You don't want to be a part of this. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, um, I was, uh, I saw one of our members, I don't think she's a member anymore, but they were at a park and some guys were out there laying hands on people and making them fall out. So I didn't say anything. I was like, well, maybe she knew them. Maybe they, they go to the church. Uh, but I'm like, okay. But it was weird because, I mean, the, the outfit the guy had on looked like some swami stuff, right? But I left it alone. Then I, then I got another, and there was them at a church, and somebody was there laying hands, and people were on the floor squirming and stuff, and that looked kundalini, while some other person was yelling. The, the lady preacher was yelling, like I couldn't understand a word. She's just talking, but I don't. She's not. I don't know what she's preaching, but she's yelling, and people are laid out on the floor. Some are squirming, some are are jumping around. And I said that is a very dangerous situation for a Christian to be in. You guys should not be in. Have yourself in that position because that that is not the spirit of God. That is out of order, and so it's not the spirit of God. But if you if you correct a wise man, what will happen? He will get wiser. If you correct a fool, they will hate you. You know, Proverbs tell you, don't, don't correct a scorner. Like if somebody is scorning the word of God, don't you sit there trying to teach them the Bible. Because it's not smart, because you're just going to make them hate you. You understand? So God tells you, don't try to educate a scorner. Don't try to explain the word and tell him how much God, he's a scorner. He doesn't, his truth is his truth and you're wasting your time. You understand? Amen. You can go pray for him, but sitting there going back and forth is a waste of your time and it's a waste of his time. Amen. Okay. Um, I want to teach this. Confessing your sin is a part of doctrine. Do you guys know that? If you're a born-again Christian and you sin and you did something and your Holy Spirit is telling you that wasn't right. Going to God and being able to repent from that sin and be placed back in right standing with God in your relationship is something that is part of doctrine. Yes. 
Okay. The, the Asian church came again. They sent somebody else on past Sunday. They, oh, I said, well, you guys don't even don't believe that you should confess your sin if you if you sin as a Christian. Oh, no, we don't believe in that. We don't believe in confessing sin. So what happens when you guys sin? Do you just you just keep doing it? Oh, we we just realized that he's already paid the price for those. Then I said, you got to go confess those. So um, I read uh, John chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. If you confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. So if you sin and you say, I haven't sinned, or you don't say anything, or you don't repent, okay, then God says you're calling him a liar. I think that you're just doubling up on your, on your, on your stupidity. Yeah. So you're like, I'm going to sin, and then I'm not going to repent. And, and so now I'm calling God a liar, okay? Because he says if you, if you confess your sins, he is just uh, to forgive you of your sins, right? Yeah. Okay. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. First John uh, 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 chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. My little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. If anyone sins, okay, wh whose children are they? They're God's. He says, my little children. He says, these things I write you that you do not sin. God doesn't want you to sin. If anyone, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate yes. with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. He himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but for the whole world. So Jesus has paid the price for your sins. So if you are his child and you sin, you can go and confess and say, Lord, I know what I did wasn't right. I want to repent. God forgives you of that sin and, you're, and, you're, and your relationship can continue. But if you don't say anything, It is so insulting to have somebody do something to you and then the next day talk to you as if they haven't done anything. Yeah. That's more insult. That's so insulting. Yeah. It's as if you're like, so don't do that to God. You don't just walk around like, well, maybe he didn't notice. <laughs> <coughs> Let's go to the next page. I'm, I'm giving you this as a warning because some Christians live like this. They live like this because someone taught them, once you're saved, you're always saved. So don't worry about it. And now, it used to be just once saved, always saved. But now it's once saved, always saved, and don't confess your sins or it's works. So they've turned it up a notch. You understand? Okay. Now watch this. Okay, this is, this is one thing I just want to say because people will come on and go, I believe in one saved, I'll say, I know I'm saved. Okay, you can believe what you want, but God says that's your doctrine. And when you're left, you, you confess that to God. Because he said it's not okay to believe this. You understand? And it's not okay for you to teach it to other people. You understand? Okay, now watch this. God said, tell you this, look. You, this is a declared position. This is God declaring who you are. You have come to God by faith. You have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So God has declared you righteous. 
and you have been justified by God's grace. You were sealed with his Holy Spirit. Is that true? Yeah. All of that is true. But it is a declared state from God upon you that you have done nothing to receive. Amen. It is a declared state. You haven't got there yet. So God said, you tell them, don't get mixed up your declared state with your current state of being. Because your current state of being is you're in a sinful body, in a sinful world, therefore you have to fight the good fight of faith. Yeah. You have to fight against your flesh. You have to pick up your cross and carry it. Yeah. All of these things God is giving to you because if you don't, you can easily slip back into that and lose your salvation. Yeah. You can't lose your salvation. Okay, let's read Hebrews chapter 10, 26 and 27. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, so that means you received it, okay? He says, if you sin willfully after you have received the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fiery indignation that will devour his enemies. God is saying, look, if you keep sinning after you've come to Christ and you've acknowledged the truth, you've been saved, and now you decide you want to go back and, and continue in sin, he says there's no other sacrifice that you can look forward to. He says all you can now look forward is a fiery indignation, which is God's judgment. That's all you can look forward to. So God is saying, look, that is, now to me, that one scripture says, my declared state is not my permanent state. It's not my current state. Because if, if, if I'm already righteous and I'm already uh, 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 justified and grace has covered me and I got the Holy Spirit and I can, <clears throat> I can now live any way I want, if I'm all that, then yes, I can live. If it's already there, if you're already established and that, and God says this is, who you are, this is what you are, and you can never lose your salvation, there is no reason for him to put Hebrews chapter 10 in the Bible. He needs to take that out. You understand? Because that says, for if we willfully continue to sin after we have already received, you got to take that scripture out. You understand? Okay, let's read 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 and, uh, uh, and 21. For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of truth than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. Amen. So here's another scripture we've got to really take it out of the Bible. Now, this is what God wants to know. If this scripture and this scripture are both in the Bible, can once save, always save be true? It's impossible. It would be impossible for it to be true. So that means if you believe that doctrine and you're living according to that doctrine, and now you're saying, if I do sin, I don't even have to confess it, you're on your pathway to hell. Yep. 
And you're definitely, the Lord said, you tell them when you're left, you preach once saved, always saved to me. <laughs> preach it to me. That's all, that's all I want to do. I want you to, as, as you're sitting there and you're saying something happened, my, my Christian friends left and I went to the same church, but I believe this, preach it to me and see if I reopen the door for you. It says it's not going to happen. If you are preaching this to other people and they believe it and they lose their salvation, do you think God is going to allow you to be raptured? Because, and you're preaching, telling people they don't have to repent and they don't have to, and they don't have to uh, 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 live for God now? And that if they make a mistake, don't confess it because that's works? That was the craziest. Someone emailed me and said, Pastor said, is it a sin if I confess my sins because I don't want to be trying to work my way to heaven? I went, what? You know, you first you go like this, huh? <laughs> so, I, I said, so I sent her the scriptures and says, no, you're supposed to confess. This is how we stay in line with God because our current state is not our declared state. God has declared us righteous. It's free. You're righteous. You're justified. Okay? But then he says, so work out your salvation with fear and trembling. What? You just told me I'm justified. And I'm, you're mixing up my declaration of who you are with your current state. You are currently in a sinful body, in a sinful environment, and you have to fight. Yes. Or else you'll end up back a sinner, and I'll remove my Holy Spirit, and then I can't bring you. So God is saying for all of them, and I'm, not I'm talking to people who get online and go, he, I told you he don't believe in, 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 in eternal security. I believe in eternal security in Jesus. If you're out of Jesus, you're not secure. Right. Do you understand? Amen. Okay. In response to faith, God's righteousness is imputed to us in justification. Very smart Bible teachers made this statement. And so, so it says, imparted progressively. Listen, justification has been imparted to you, but it's progressively. In regeneration and sanctification. So those are both verbs. That means your sanctification is happening. It says the culmination is glorification when the standing and the state become identical. So when you're standing in front of Christ and when you are like Christ, you understand? Because when we, when we get, uh, uh, Corinthians 17 says, when we get there, we will, we will see clearly because we will be like him. Yeah. You, then your light will be shining on your own. You won't be a candlestick. You'll be a light of your own. Yeah. Now you're in a present state and it's not declared anymore. It's a reality. Yeah. Your declared state is from heaven to you as a free gift. Your job is to fight for your free gift so that you don't sink back into that world and end up lost or start teaching people wrong doctrine and end up wondering why you didn't get raptured. Amen. Because the Lord says, you warn them, if you're teaching this, you ain't going. He says, if you're teaching it, 
if you're if you're sending it out to other people, you might as well be sending them out that Jesus is not the only way to heaven. Right. Because it's a doctrine that I've told you in the book of Revelation. I hate it. What did Nicolation teach? Once saved, always saved. You can you can live immoral. You can eat sacrifices to, uh, uh, to idols. You can you can worship idols. You can do all of this because you're already saved and you don't have. It. That was the Nicolaitan dog. Jesus says, "I hate it." Twice in the Bible. Yet we have Christians that are like completely standing on it. Like this is solid doctrine, and I'm like, you are leading. I'm not like it because God told me to do this today. I'm not saying it. God says, you're lying to yourself and you love your lie. Yeah. And don't think for a second that you can preach that and think that I'm going to take you in a rapture because you can't preach a lie in heaven because no lie makes it through the gate. Yeah. No liars. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Did I read? Oh, okay. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 and 2. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received. So they received the gospel in which you stand. They're standing for the gospel by which also you are saved. Awesome. If you hold fast. I didn't put the Greek word, but it means if you continue in. If you hold fast, continue in that word which I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. So God says, your belief in Jesus Christ can be for nothing if you start sinning and going back into that world. Do you understand? You've got to stand on this. Like the aorta's verb says, confession is an aorta's verb. It means it has to be continuous. It has to be active. Yes. And you have to be engaged. Amen. Belief, same thing. Aorta's verb. All of these are verbs, but nobody wants to read the Greek because the Greek says you have to continue. And that's not comfortable because I like drinking and I like going to clubs and I like taking a shot with my, my friends after work. And that, you know, they know I'm a Christian. And my church are already telling me that if I do these things, that I'm okay because they were there at my baptism. You're trying to give God your doctrine and saying, please accept this. Okay? First Peter, chapter 1, 13 through 17. Therefore, gird up your loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully on the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. When do you get that grace? At the revelation of Jesus Christ. When he's revealed. Is it declared to you right now? Yes. Are you righteous? Yes. It's all declarations of position. It is not your current state. Okay? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace uh, with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So he said, "With you know what holiness is? Holiness is like you get married and, and what does the guy say? Holy matrimony. You know what holy is? I'm separating myself only to you. I'm not... 
I'm not engaged with the world anymore. It's me and you. We're married. This is a holy matrimony. You understand? So God is saying, without you separating yourself from the world and joining yourself to God, you are wasting your time. It's like getting married and still hanging at the club. It's like still getting married and still dating. It, 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 was, it was a waste of your time. You have believed in vain. You understand? Holiness is a wonderful thing. I'm learning it. I've been in the, I've been in Christianity long. I have to repent and come back to God. I'm thankful to God for the ability to repent. Okay. Amen. Listen to this, Hebrews chapter ten, verse thirty-nine. But we are not of those who draw back to to perdition, but those who believe uh, to the saving of our soul. So it says we will not. We we are not like those who draw back. To perdition, I was like, what is perdition? Apolia, the destruction which consists of eternal misery in hell. So it says, if you draw back, you're drawing back to perdition, to destruction, okay, and eternal misery in hell. You can't do your own thing in Christianity. And you can't justify, there's a lady that I mean, put out a video by me. Pastor saying believes you got to live for Jesus to be saved when you already been justified. I went, but like I told you guys, the first time she did it, someone says, I used to practice witchcraft. Everything she got in the background is witchcraft stuff. Then the next time she came and she took all the witchcraft stuff off. But she put out this video. So I mean, what kind of witch is telling people that they don't have to live for God? Because they're already justified. Because that's outside of doctrine. You understand? What is doctrine for? It's for reproof. I just read you scriptures that should reproof that lie. You understand? Okay. Let's see. This was a, a scripture in Revelation. By it says, but there shall be no mean by no means enter anything that defiles or cause abomination or a lie. So if you're lying, if you're preaching things that are outside of doctrine, you're not going to enter in. I know you think you are because you say, I, I do believe in Christ. I just don't believe that white people can be saved. That's black Muslim guy. I mean, the black uh, Israelite guy told me God don't like white people. I was like, where'd you get that doctrine? Who created all people? Well, you know, the white man wasn't, a, wasn't one of the original creations of God. He was, he's a mutation from, I'm like, dude, you are a simpleton. And they're mad at me because I'm trying to tell them that you're part of a cult. Get out of this. And they, th and they said, we can't wait till Jesus comes and shows the, these white people and I'm like, are you stupid? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I can't, I can't TV, I can't street preach. Because I talk just like that. Are you stupid? And then they're looking at me like, they, like I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to get in a fight. But I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> but I'm like listening to grown men spew out of their mouths things that are so ignorant. That is absolutely crazy. 
And then, you know, I, I, you know, my Hebrew, I can barely take it. And most times, my Hebrew is correct. Um, Vanna sent me a message today in Hebrew. It was beautiful to say she's glad that we're back to, to start studying uh, uh, um, tonight in, in the class, you know. And I was like, you know, so I read it in Hebrew. I was like, oh, that's cool. But I hate when I'm talking to one of those people and they say, well, Yahushua Wire knows. And I was like, what is Yahushua Wire? Where did you get that from? So they're making up Bible names for God because they want to sound intelligent. And I'm like, is you're, you're being ignorant, dude. Anyway, I, I had to finally walk away. Revelation chapter 21. I'm back, you guys. <laughs> All right. Revelation 21, verse 8. Said, but the cowardly, God told me, write this down. If they know I'm a Christian, and then you put the question mark, you're cowardly, you're you had a job and nobody knows you as a Christian. God says you're a coward. You're a shipped, double O seven secret agent Christian. Yeah, because if you tell them you're a Christian, now when you go take shots with them after work, they're gonna say, I thought you were a Christian. So therefore, you know, so God says, look, the cowardly will not enter the kingdom of God. Good. Unbelieving um, uh, and abominable, or, 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 or uh, what, how do you say it? Abominable, and those are people that say love is love. Or a Christian sitting, I, I, you, I disowned about 40, classmates from my high school. Dis I, I, I blocked them. I like that. It gives me a good feeling because that means I don't have to deal with them. They were at a gay wedding. And some of them played music at the church. And some of them are sending scripture out. And they're sitting here with two girls getting married and they're sitting there and they're going, well, we, you know, they're our friends. Uh, is Jesus your friend? So you're going to dishonor Jesus so you can honor them? Or would you rather dishonor them and say, I can't come and honor Jesus? Okay? I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. You can't have a profession of Christianity and a lifestyle that shows otherwise. Okay? That was one of the warnings to the churches that were in in the book of Revelation. He says they have a name that is Christian, but their actions are far from me. You understand? Amen. So he says, no murder, sexual immoral. And he told me to write this down. Living together is not immoral. Okay, because God knows in our heart we are married. I just want you to go to court on that. See if your judge if you say, you know, uh, <laughs> we were legally married. We were, in our hearts, we were married. But I don't give you any rights to anything that he has. But in my heart, look, with God, you're either married or you're not married. Okay? So if you're fornicating, you say, well, we already got a kid, and, we, and, we, and we've been living together for three years. We already feel married. You can feel all you want, <laughs> but it's not. You understand? You can't make up your own doctrine. Amen. Okay. Amen. So 
I'm saying do the right thing. If you say you love God, follow his doctrine. Don't make up your own. Okay? Then it says sorcery. Oh, I just was counseling somebody, and they told me, well, there's nothing in the Bible that says weed isn't bad. Sorcery is pharmakia. There's nothing in the Bible that says uh, weed is not bad. Why, why do I have to stop smoking weed? It's pharmakia. It's telling you right here, sorcery is the Greek word pharmakia, which means drugs. So if you're smoking drugs and you say it's only weed, tell it to God after the rapture. It was, it was only weed. I'm, I went to church, it was only weed. You can do that, I'm saying, but God is saying, look, the warning before I come is, if you're making up your own doctrine and you get left, keep preaching it. You can preach it through the whole tribulation, but it's not gonna work. I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, you're right. It is, it's not really drugs. It's sorcery because it distorts your mind yeah. and it opens your pineal gland and it opens you up for demonic possession. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Future, uh, excuse the name, but that, that's his name. He says, look, out of all the drugs that you can take to open your pineal gland, he says, next to mushrooms and DMT itself, marijuana is the next one that opens your pineal gland just as fast as those. So if you're wondering why they want marijuana to be uh, legal, it's because more doors are open because you got to open the door before they can come in. Demons are always looking for bodies. So they want to be where people are open. You smoked up, your door's open. And you don't know this, but you think, now I'm a Christian, they can't come in me. If you're smoking weed, maybe you're not a Christian. Hello. You understand? Mm -hmm. Look, okay. It says, all liars shall have their part in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So God is telling you, you can't bring in your lie. Yeah. There'll be no bringing in your doctrine into the kingdom of God. Now, if you want God to take those two scriptures out, <laughs> talk to him. Say, Lord, you know, t uh, Hebrews 10, 26 kind of bothers me because I know I'm already your righteousness and I know I'm already justified and I know your Holy Spirit is sealed inside of me. Can't get out if you want it. So therefore, could you take this scripture out that says, uh, uh, for if we willfully sin after we have received the knowledge of truth, that there is no longer remains a sacrifice for our sin, but that we could end up in hell. Could you take that out? Because that bothers me. Yes. Now, if they say that Hebrew was written for the Jew and is not for the Gentiles. Well, there you go. See, because all the things that Jesus said before, while he was walking, when he was telling you to pick up your cross and follow me, and not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, we're into the kingdom. He hadn't, run, he, hasn't, he hadn't gone to the cross yet. But after he went to the cross, then that meant now grace is free and you can sin as much as you want. See, I just made up a new doctrine. God says, yes, they preach that from 
the middle of Acts, the Philemon is, is for Christians. Everything else is not for Christians. They preach that. There's a whole organization of churches that preach that. And God says, preach it in the tribulation. Because he says, this is the warning before I come. I want to say something. This Sunday, it will not happen. But the Lord wants me to get a message. And I'm going to invite my family members and everybody I know, my neighborhood, everybody I know to come to church. Because the message that the Lord wants me to preach to them is the opportunity to save yourself from what's about to happen. Okay? You might be ignoring what's about to happen, but it's happening right in front of you. They tried to hit California with harp this past week. Is that what that was? That was harp. We, have we don't have hurricanes in California, Pastor Bill. Right, right. That's a Florida thing. Right. We don't have hurricanes in California. And so we have a hurricane and an earthquake in the same day. And the, but this is what I love about God's people. Father God, in Jesus' name, yes. rebuke what they're trying yes. to do. Make it a day of nothing. Yes. Make it a day of nothing. You know, Elijah was a man just like you, and he's stopped it from raining for three and a half years. The Bible tells you that. So he says, open your mouth and speak. Yeah. And speak what you want God to do. You don't sit around going, oh, I'm so much dread. You say, in the name of Jesus, yeah. it's not going to happen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, God block it. Yeah. Their power is not as powerful as you. Amen. So we had a rainy day. Ah. All you guys that was praying for us, thank you. All we had was a rainy day. The wind wasn't even blowing that hard. Okay? The earthquake was so small, because I wasn't in the right room, I didn't feel it. Okay? So, thank you for your prayers. Were they trying to do it? Yes. You know, I know Gavin Newsom came on TV. This, this, uh, this, this climate control is getting out of hand. We're having this horrible hurricane here today, and, and now we've had an earthquake, and we don't know who survived. And I'm like, survived? Did nobody feel it? <laughs> but he's on, he's on TV trying to tell us that climate control is because that's how they're selling it. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> it is an absolute shame. But listen, you guys. Not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, I want to invite many people to church that are not saved, okay? Or you don't know what they're saying because God has given me a message to give to them because a lot of them don't understand that because they get mad when you call them sinners. Mm -hmm. And God says, they're really not sinners. They're sick and they don't know it. They're sick. You know that? Fornication is a part of your sickness. Your, your sickness is sin. Right. Sin sick. Your, your sickness is sin. You do the things you do because you're sick. God says, I am a bomb in Gilead. I can heal you. Yes. And you don't have to enter into Hades. You don't have to enter into trouble. Well, anyway, God gave me a message to speak to them so they can see what's coming, yes. see who controls this world, and see what's coming. Okay, so praise God. We have the message for tomorrow. Thank you, Pastor Ben. Solving the rapture puzzle, chapter uh, lesson five. Uh -huh. 
And it is incredible. I almost got up and started dancing when God showed this to me. I'm telling you, I was like, God, you, you showing me? This? this is so cool. I was like, I was this, got excited. So I want to show it to you tomorrow so you can clear up Revelation chapter, uh, is, I think it's Revelation, Revelation chapter 8, 9, and 10, okay? And there was no way I could figure that thing out. And God said, if you turn off the TV, I'll talk to you. <laughs> so I did. Praise God. All right, we'll see you guys in the morning. Come pray us out, Brother Brian. I went over about two minutes. <laughs> Thank you. Praise God. Romans 11, 21. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell severity, but toward you, goodness. If you, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. That's a scripture? Yes, sir. Wow, that's going to hurt their feelings. Go ahead. <laughs> Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the boldness and courage of our pastor. Lord, we pray, Lord, that it would not fall upon deaf ears. And if it does, open those ears, Lord. We pray that the blind will see, that hearts would be open. Yes. We would receive this truth, even if it hurts, even if it offends. Lord, it's better to be offended now and repent than to take that offense into the tribulation. Lord, convict us of sin by your Holy Spirit. And we ask in the name of Jesus that you would bind any religious spirit, any Jezebel spirit, any Leviathan spirit that would seek to confuse, sow discord, and come against walking in holiness. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for what you're going to do. Give all the members of S4C the ability to understand this and go forth into lukewarm churches and to proclaim the truth to warn people to repent. It was the first word out of your mouth, Lord Jesus. Let it be the last word they hear from us. We thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Shout out to Debbie Cope.